Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a crowd podcast. Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Hilary Mantel, more Todd Campwell. Oh, <laughs> <Thanks> no, <to laughs> no. Yeah. I know, okay, look, sometimes I do, like, I, I comically pretend I don't like these things. Like, it's a sort of a joke. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm playing it up for the cameras. That one I actively didn't like. <laughs> you do one, you do one better then. Go on, Jack. Oh, oh, God. No, yeah. I refuse. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, okay. I refuse this concept. Look, Greg Fidgen, I'm so sorry for that. I thought it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Keep sending them in. Uh, Jack, ignore Jack. Ignore Jack. He wouldn't know a good football book pun if it hit him in the face. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> Hello, I'm James Berg, and we have a slightly different episode this week where we put the books down for a little rest, which I think is important before we embark on the gruelling Michael Owen trilogy we're about to do, because it's time for another football book club wider reading and it's an andy crab special crab 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 crab, crab. crab. oh it's a weird Ooh. slow chant isn't it i don't crab. like that uh, yeah that's just, okay. was it's he a particularly ponderous player it's like a crab. sarcastic clap yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean mm-hmm. i imagine that was really emphatic because you might remember andy crab he's our favorite made-up 90s noughties footballer whose autobiography we're writing with tom fordyce apparently uh, <laughs> you've been sending in loads of suggestions already for some of the stories so today we're going to catch up on everything we know about crab so far including get this someone's written a whole chapter oh for my the book god already a, book, a football doesn't exist a book that doesn't exist we've already got a chapter incredible plus <laughs> we have another listener's moment in time and we've got an extra special announcement for you but first let me introduce as always james balgen hello and friend of the show jack bernhardt how dare you <laughs> <laughs> incredibly rude <laughs> how are we all we all okay yeah i'm good good looking forward to this good. Excited to chat about crab? I am excited to chat about crab. It made me realise as we were doing that chant, there should definitely be something where fans couldn't chant his name because everyone thought that they were chanting crap at the team. Oh, so if they all yeah, go crab, 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 the team gets really upset. So they can't... I, I've always thought that though with... Um, so say, for example, at Spurs, you know those ironic players who never score? Like yeah. Stefan Freund. Whenever he got near... Or Didier Zakora we had as well at yeah. Spurs. Whenever they get you know, within like 50 yards, all the fans go, shoot. Yeah. And I've always thought... 
Do they think we're booing them? I always no. wondered, it, like, yeah, so, if they're a bit uh, the, worried about that. Similarly, at Arsenal, every time Mustafi got, once Mustafi got, like, uh, within 40 yards of the goal and everyone started to lose their minds. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, oh my God, what is happening? Um, and they just shout, shoot. I'm sure they know it's shoot. Because shoot is different from boo. It's a real... Um, it's a real boo earn situation, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking that. Are you saying boo or shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember in Jamie Carragher's last game for Liverpool when he did it and the, he he got he never he would never shoot ever and then he got about thirty five yards and the crowd went shoot and he did and, and he almost, hit the pole. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah almost flew in his in. last game. Oh, yeah, God, that would have been like amazing. An absolute screamer. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. So I think they do know. I wish I'd have been there. But I do think sometimes with like you know some some players who must you know if it's the first time they hear it, especially players who come from abroad and they don't necessarily uh, they think they just hear that noise and go excuse me yeah it might take them a f- I, I, even if they get explained to after the game like, i still yeah. feel like they must feel pretty bad for that nightmare so let's be nicer to footballers <laughs> That's what we're going to do on the show. We'll be nicer. Let's make a nice Andy Crab chant. Um, how, any, anyone else got any other news? James, anything going on? I've got some... Um, obviously, Crab is a... Well, he's a crustacean, but he's an aquatic creature. I actually have a semi-aquatic creature living with me at the moment. I like where this is going. This is a, <laughs> one of the most bizarre segues in the history of the show. Semi-aquatic uh, creature. What's we're doing? Like a duck, a platypus? I found... <laughs> A little dried up newt in the garden, oh. which was almost dead, and I resurrected it. Oh. And I'm temporarily bringing it back to life before I decide what to do with it. Wait, what, what do you mean? You're not going to kill it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will toy with its life. I might yeah. li- his life I is in my re- hands. I want to release it, but I want to make sure I do it right. Of course. Make sure everything's above board and how it should sure, be done. Check so with the local it's council. In little, it, yeah. It's in a little fish tank um, local that I've, newt I've arranged nicely. Yeah, I will. I've actually just Googled newt and the top thing that says... Uh, Amazon, low prices on newt. So, Did you mean nudes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Send nudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, good luck with that. How, so it yeah. just turned up in your garden? Yeah, it was just under a plant pot, dried oh, out. Oh, poor That's little grim. thing. Don't know how it got there. Maybe a bird dropped it. Well, Maybe a cat brought it. Who knows? Big a- it's quite far from the river, so yeah. I don't know how it got this far. Big applause, James, for saving that new. Very well done. And should, has it got a name yet? Not yet. My my dad suggested I called it Klopp, but I'm not that happy with Jürgen at the moment, Ooh. so I'm open to suggestions. Ooh. Well... If if anyone's going to have a good suggestion for the new name, I think uh, I think it could, I think it's it's the football book club listeners. They're the ones yeah. who are going to come up with a good suggestion. So if you've got any yeah. idea for what to call James's newt, uh, yeah, not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hope not. Um, yeah. Go go on our socials or emails. You know what they are. At, at, at footy book club Twitter. At football book club Instagram and on email <laughs> i was gonna say that was a very confident thing to be like oh you know our socials you can look them up god yeah. no please follow us on all the please fbc at crowdnetwork.co.uk as well tell us what the newt's called <laughs> <laughs> name our newt <laughs> <laughs> now you join us on a very special day for football club uh not just because james has found a newt but because at time of recording, we just launched, get this, the Football Book Club Club, where you can join and get even more Football Book Club action than ever before. Just head to patreon.com forward slash football book club, all one word, to join 
the club. You guys can join the club. But James, why would I join the club? What possible benefits could I get? <laughs> We'd love your support. We really would love your support and we really appreciate it. Anyway, you can kind of, you'll be able to chat to us, get in touch with us there, but also we're going to give back a few little things on there. So we're going to be making extra 20 minute bonus content episodes it's called bonus chapter every single episode, which uh, we're going to release on the Patreon exclusively for our members. We're going to have a little uh, members only events, which we're going to organize in the future. Little, what does that uh, mean? I, I really want to know what that means. Like a, VIP, like a VIP bar? Well, it's a bit like eyes wide shut. Like oh, cool. love it, love that. I'm gonna wear a mask. Go yeah. turn up in a yeah, mask. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're, we're you know we'll all meet on Zoom, have a little chat about football books till everyone's hearts are content. We're gonna in between series because you know sadly our series do sometimes end. Uh, we're gonna release extra special <laughs> monthly episodes just for you guys where everything keeps ticking over. You know where we'll, you can we'll find out exactly where, whether James kills this newt. <laughs> yeah, all that new chat throughout the summer. Yeah, well, please don't kill that new. And but hang on a sec. This 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 kind of thing's got to cost what, like five hundred pounds a month. I, at least how much? Is I would cost? be I would be upset if it didn't cost five hundred pounds. Well, I'm sorry to upset you, Jack, but it actually oh. costs five pounds oh three, which is it, it sounds like a weird number, but it's actually because <laughs> it's the cost of a used copy of Darren Huckabee's Hux. It's the going rate for that kind of book. So that's what we chose <laughs> to do. Rate. So for the price of Darren Huckabee's book, you can help support the show. And of course you get a football book club book book bookmark. Yep. That's pretty good. You know, actually a tangible thing on there. And there'll be loads more. Like I say, you can get in touch with us on there and you can communicate tell us how you want the show to go get by little polls and things like that be brilliant tell us how to do our jobs yeah it's very it's very exciting and actually we've just had our first ever people sign up to be part of the book club club that's exciting right that's incredibly exciting. exciting i can't believe these people are paying 500 pounds <laughs> i know right do you want to hear their names yeah we should give definitely. a big shout out a big shout out Let's tee them up like we're um, putting pressure on an error-prone goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, well, like when they're doing a goal kick. Kind of I love that. Okay, you okay. guys go. Bring me in. <laughs> oh. Tim Seeley. I sort of forgot oh. how many. Oh, we have too many. We maybe have we too got- many Patreon people fans for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is the only time we can do this. Oh. Tom Crowley. Yay! Yay! I know him. And this, we've got to do an extra special oh, for this one because this, this was. So, like I said, we've only we've only just launched. These are our first few ones on there, but our first ever backer came in straight away. Who will go down in time in history as the as no offense, to other guys, but he's he's. he's <laughs> trust me. You're all, you're all our most special listeners, but you know what? in particular, don't, don't, well. don't even bother signing up now because you'll never, you'll never compete with this person. But we do need to give an extra special shout out to our first ever backer. Let's have some ooze. Oh. Oh. Jamie Hassel Clark. Yeah. You shit bastard. Okay, <laughs> That's the thing they say. I got caught up in the chat. That's the thing, Jamie. You're not. I don't. A shit I don't think that. We absolutely love you, and and we love all of you. Thank you, everyone who signed up so much. That's so lovely. Our first bonus chapter is already up online. Uh, James did some ASMR about getting a Michael Owen book in the post. It was it was incredibly <laughs> sensual. It was. It was really really was. And we and pl- that's, uh, we played a new game as well. Yeah. We won't talk about We're that game. We're not talking so about much. the game. <laughs> the game. Didn't, we played a game called. Uh, uh, you have to listen to it to you find have to listen out. To it. It was it's good. fine. But 
it was it was it was great fun. We're gonna so obviously be more chat every week, and whenever we read a book, we'll go into slightly more depth. Anything we didn't have chance to say in the show, we're gonna go into about that. So if you want to hear loads more depth on, you know, Neil Redfern, there's only one Neil Redfern. <laughs> it's the place to go to. Um, and as we say, all for the price of Darren Huckabee's Huck. So please, Patreon.com forward slash Football Book Club. Please join up for us. Join the Football Book Club club. We're waiting for you. And we can't wait to have you on there. Thank you so much. Okay, Andy Crab. Andy oh, Crab. It's Andy crab, crab time, baby. <laughs> it is um, crab time, baby. For those who don't remember, Andy Crab, uh, the genesis of Crab, where it came from. Here's when we introduced the concept to Tom Fordyce. So, Tom, as you know, we've read a lot of books on the show. Some good, some less good. But we start to notice a pattern in them. And again, we cannot stress enough how these aren't your books that we're talking about. But <laughs> as you can probably imagine, there's a template that appears in a lot of these books. So we started thinking... Do we even need a real footballer to write an autobiography? Can we just, can we just make up our own yeah, footballer? Nice. We've been toying with some ideas. He's called Andy Crab, uh, and that's all we've got. Interested? Uh, <laughs> what's what's the Crab story? Well, that's wow. the thing. Era? Nineties uh, and noughties. Premier, Premier League or definitely Premier League, definitely Premier League. I think Darren Huckabee. But we know that there's some life events that he has to tick off. Classic football autobiography things. He has to have a drunken night in a training camp abroad that gets messy. <laughs> He has to have a mishap with a drug test. He has to be suspicious when a foreign manager comes in. He has to finally reveal the truth for an instant the press misreported. And, of course, he has to bump into Peter Reid at least once, as that happens in every book we've read. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> th- does. But then Peter the rest is up to our listeners. The book's name, who did he play for, what did he win, who was his best mate. So if anyone's listening and they want to send in some ideas, let's write this book. So he's our fake 90s noughties footballer, Andy Crabb. Mm-hmm. Since we introduced him, you've come to us in your tens <laughs> with, suggest- <laughs> with suggestions for chapters for the Andy Crabb story. And they've been great. They've been really, been really so, great, haven't they? It's been to the extent where I've sort of worried that I'm not good enough to be on this podcast <laughs> and that other people should be on it instead. So many our great list- ideas. Our are really funny. So many really, really funny ideas. And um, I think everyone's got into the spirit of it, which is really nice. They have. We've been doing a thing called Crabby Thursdays. Yeah. Which no one else is calling it that. It's not on, it's not catching on on thursdays but luckily people are responding to it it's nice on uh on our twitter at footy book club and our instagram at football book club god we're trying to sell everything today. we are really Ooh, a lot of this, merch this is proper promo <laughs> yeah. yeah you want to buy the new <laughs> buy James's new. <laughs> everything must go <laughs> new 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 <laughs> um but they've been they've been so great they really have so if you yeah, want to get, get on there send us messages and also just to see what people send us in they're brilliant uh here's what we know from the podcast so far because we brought him up a few times obviously mm-hmm. in different episodes we know he played for sheffield wednesday and he got wednesday relegated i think <laughs> that <laughs> was implied he... but yeah i think i think it was the idea that the most wednesday fans will remember him as a villain yeah even sure, if he played for a long time he's still a that... villain and that was that was as a, as a tribute to Tom Fordyce. We said because yep. you know he said he's going to write the first page for us, which is which yep. is great. We you, you really happen, you, you railroaded him into that. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> would you write the first hundred pages? To <laughs> oh yeah, please, James. Yeah. <laughs> um, then George Ellick, who we had on to read Dean Winters' book, he said he loved Championship Manager two thousand and one, two thousand and two, I think, mm-hmm. and he loved all the players who you know were cult heroes on there who never who were amazing on the game but never went on to be quite as amazing in real life. Yeah. He wants Andy Crabb to be a player like that, which I think is a brilliant idea. It's great. You idea. know, a kind of a Cherno Samba yep. kind of player. Or um, I remember it was oh three oh four for me. I uh, Mohammed Zidane, he was amazing. Oh, the Egyptian striker. Yeah, he was so yeah. good. I had a guy called Melvin McCrab, actually weird. Oh, that is weird. That. Yeah, that is weird. I'm not sure if he was real or not, but um, he was one of those players who popped up at some point. Melvin McCrab sounds like what the Beano would do if uh, they had to like parody Andy Crab. <laughs> oh, you Melvin McCrab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop Melvin in my crab. 
So that's what we got. That's what we've got from our um, our, our guests on the show so far. But we've also had some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stories from oh. our listeners. Should we go through some of them? Some of our favourites? Yes, please. Yes. So many good stories. Let's, let's go through. So first of all, what we did was um, we wanted to tick off different things about crab, but we started off with more general ones. Uh, so. Uh, he was when he was a coach. Follow the trawler said when he was a coach, he was convinced by the lads to go to the Christmas party as James Milner, only to bump into the real James Milner, and hilarity didn't ensue, which I think is the perfect <laughs> level <laughs> of these kind of stories that we're going to get in there. Um, there does, does, he- okay, does James Milner know who Andy Crab is? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in this world, for sure, Crab is well known enough. Okay. He's, you know, he's a Premier League. I'm just, I'm, I'm envisaging a moment where Jam, where Andy Crabb says, "Oh God, have you come dressed up as me?" Uh, to James Milner, and James Milner says, "I have no idea who you are." <laughs> I love that. Maybe, yeah. Well, I guess maybe they didn't quite cross necessarily because he's late nineties. Late nineties and James Milner was a little yeah, bit later. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and he probably wasn't playing in the same kind of teams against them necessarily. Probably his career was going downhill by then when Milner's was going up. Yeah. Ed Keevil on Instagram says, uh, I reckon Andy Crabb has to play for Ipswich after Sheffield Wednesday. One blazing season with Marcus Stewart et al. Re- nearly reaching Champions League, followed by UEFA Cup and relegation the next year. That'd be great. Oh. He, says, he says that would fit Crabb's scathing honesty when it all goes wrong. It's true. And I, I, I really like that Ipswich team from 2000, 2001. They were incredible. Yes, they were. They so were. good. So, so that's Sheffield Wednesday's got down. He's also got uh, Ipswich, as you mentioned. We had someone from Sheffield Wednesday's days, Chris Brazier, got in touch and said uh, he qu- considers quitting, quitting football early after a career-threatening injury at Sheffield Wednesday. Takes an in- inspirational speech from Chris Waddle in the treatment room to change his mind. They'll stay for him forever. Uh, the words were, remember, Andy, it's not about what you've done, it's about Waddle you do next. <laughs> <laughs> I... So I think absolutely that should. I think that Chris Waddle has to have made that speech to loads of players, and that's the first time it worked. Yes, that's and great. Every and, other and player is like, "What the? F- what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you do next? What do you do next?" <laughs> Whereas Andy Crabb is like, "Your name is Waddle." <laughs> that's why that works. And talking of clubs, we had then we started honing in on uh, you know more specific things. So we said managers was one of the first questions we asked our, our listeners. You know who what what managers would you like to have seen him played under? Any ones that uh, particularly take your fancy in there, guys? I like the idea. The thing, sorry, I, yeah, one of the things I like is that uh, he talks about the idea that of Harry Redknapp buying him for a ridiculous amount of money, and that that would then cause a financial meltdown at any one of the clubs that Harry Redknapp was at at the time. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny idea. That was from Lanky Lawyer, I think his name was, on Twitter, at Lanky Lawyer. That's a very funny idea, because I can imagine that also, in the same way that Andy Gray loved to point out that he wasn't responsible for Wolves nearly becoming bankrupt, I think that Andy Crabb will have spent a long time saying, no, no, I'm, I'm not the reason that Portsmouth, you know, went into administration. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I can't yeah, be. I- a bit like Seth Johnson at Leeds. Oh, you know, poor Seth Johnson. That's that basically classic. all Seth Johnson is known for now. Yeah, exactly. For just, just and you can't. Them. The thing is, you can't really blame these players because they can't control how much money their the people spend on them. You can't blame Crab. You can't um, blame Crab. There was also, I think, Lanky Doyle suggested he play for Pulis too, just for the baseball cap in the shower fighting. <laughs> <laughs> We, we had that in the Jermaine Pennant episode, didn't we? Jack? Yeah, um, I think and James. That was a that was a good story. That one. Any more? Any more sides on that? Brilliant. I love the idea also that he that he manages to turn to, uh, Pulis's hat around at one point, <laughs> and, and that everyone stops in the changing room. They're like, "What have you done?" And Pulis looks faintly ridiculous. Yeah, so I I love the idea that um, we had a suggestion that just like Junior Hoylet follows Warnock around, and I guess Paddy Kenny actually, um, yeah. and Crankyar follows Redknapp. 
Crab only follows period around. He only plays under him, <laughs> apart from once when he had a loan move to Bishop Auckland. <laughs> That's great. That's a really that funny was, idea. That was that was Johnny Brick, I think, sent us that one. That is a great one. He says he scored a particular kite time. He scored an own goal, which is now still to this day called doing a crab. Uh, so, <laughs> actually, can I can I talk about an own goal that I used to score quite a lot when I was playing? Uh, yeah, please, as a centre back. Um, I would because I was quite quick, but I wasn't the best at controlling the ball. So what would happen usually is that the keeper would come, miss it, and then the ball be heading in, and it would look as if I was going to stop it because I was quick. So I'd run to the ball, and then I would try and hook it out. But you know, basically the classic hooking it out of the yep. off the line. But I yep. would miss, and it would hit my face and go in. <laughs> oh, you did that more than once. <laughs> that happened two or three times. Once it hit the post wow. and hit my face and went in. And so- it was doing a Bernhardt. Can't you? Have you never heard of that? If we can make it crabs thing, I'd be. That's absolutely- what the crab is. That's yeah. That's doing the crab. That's doing the crab. I imagine doing a crab sign to be sideways for some reason. But um, I think, yeah. I mean, in a way, I would. You'd have to turn your body sideways so you hooked it out. Uh, but it would hit me in the face. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's really sad. In, then we also asked our fans uh, nights out. They these gone on. So obviously that's a classic thing in footballers' autobiographies. We've had some great stories from the books that we've done so far we, we we've had both had some great stories i mean uh the one that i love is perry groves um squirting ketchup at each other with, <laughs> yeah with, him uh, and uh, paul, merson. paul merson if we can have yeah. anything like that where they do something as dumb as that i would love that dave j probert said uh crab and mr tumble were banned from several crazy <laughs> golf courses after a night of drinking wkd blue led them to inventing uh strip crazy golf and crab would often play to lose <laughs> it is <laughs> playing to lose is such a funny way of putting that <laughs> He wanted everyone to see his McCrab. <laughs> He's calling everyone to see his Melvin McCrab. But I, I think I was, I was saying that like um, Andy Crab wants to clear up the fact that he didn't want to get naked in front of Mister Tumble. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it was just a very, very hot day. And yes, they were because they were filming something for Sport Relief where they had to wear like big sweaters. So, um, so obviously by the end, he was desperately trying to lose. So I think that's, he's not, you know, like, I think the the press can say he was desperate to show Mr. Tumble his penis, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy, Andy is like adamant. He just wants to clear that up. It sure. Okay. Sure. That. Sure. I did not want, I was not fussed whether Mr. Tumble saw my penis. That is definitely how we'll start the chapter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's, I want to clear something up here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care if, if Mr. Tumble saw my penis. <laughs> <laughs> there we go if you want to write the rest of that chapter from Absolutely. that line Dave Topro but please do uh, <clears throat> Tom Crowley says my cousin saw Andy Crabb and Dermot O'Leary dropping bricks off the overpass in 2002 and he's sure it was them <laughs> that's our <laughs> patron Tom Crowley with a great suggestion there uh, we also, football, fo- the football library suggests uh, the stories Vernon Kay could tell so he really likes hanging out with you know Naughty's uh, T4 presenters yeah Apparently, yeah. Him, him. The things him and Steve Jones got up to. June <laughs> Sarpong. Do you think he went in? Was he on T4 at one point? Oh. Well, Andy Krabs. It's we, hard to imagine. It has been mentioned. On. It has. So, what you bring on to that? We kind of uh, moves us quite nicely on to some of the things uh, he talks about his idols growing up. And we kind of expected it to be like, you know, who was the footballer he got really excited by? But, you know, Bex Luther suggested... Uh, that apparently Crab's first love was actually singing, dancing, and acting. He was a genuine triple threat as a schoolboy. He had a small part in Jossie's Giants. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. When guest star Brian Robson offered him a swig of Lucas Aid in the car park, his head was forever turned soccer's way. That is an impressive act by Brian Robson to 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 turn an acting child onto football just by drinking Lucas Aid. So maybe he did have a um, kind of TV side to him. And also, actually, uh, our producer Steve uh, suggested that Andy Crab. 
this was after the Alan Hansen episode we did where um, we it was all about gaffs and gaff tapes and gaff books and things like that. He suggested he had his own uh, like uh, VHS called uh, What a Load of Crab <laughs> that no one watched and it, you know it, it sold about four copies before being Do you pulp a video? I don't know what you I do with you, VHS. You probably just have to kick it to death, don't you? <laughs> Something like that. James Kettle says he has to briefly part own a restaurant but that world wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a great one from Colm Sean Healy. I know you like this one, Jack. Oh, this one's fantastic, where it says... I'm just going to read it out exactly as it is, because it's perfectly phrased. Uh, was very nearly coerced into purchasing a timeshare whilst on holiday in Tenerife <laughs> with, with the missus back in their younger days. Bumped into Ron Atkinson at a tapas bar soon after, who warned against it. <laughs> Can't speak highly enough of Gentleman Ron ever since. <laughs> I can visualize that chapter so perfectly in my mind. I totally agree. It's amazing. Absolutely That's brilliant from Colm there. That really is incredible. And um, yeah, we've had so many things like that when they talk about their kind of, I mean, we had Steve Bruce, we had uh, Chris Kamara talking about their little ventures into businesses and stuff. And obviously Robbie Fowler is very well known for having his, uh, all his, his property empire he has since then and his lectures he does about it. So, you know, Andy Crabb's uh, business portfolio is definitely something we're keen to explore in this. Not just on the pitch, but everything off it too. It's definitely the idea also that you would bump into Ron Atkinson just in a tapas bar in Tenerife. Yes. Because we've had people, was it, who was it, does it Dean Windass bumping into Paul Jewell at Centre Parks. Yeah, in a um, like it's yeah, that kind of thing that we're looking. I get, for, that guys. was the first line of a chapter. I think. That was the yeah. first line of a chapter. So I, I met think Paul Jewell once uh, in a pool, <laughs> indoor pool in Centre Parks. Yeah, we okay. could barely hear each other. It was over the water slide. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, um, and then uh, we also had oh, this. This is where it gets. This is where it gets pretty big, guys. So we had enemies. Was nothing we asked. Who was his footballing enemy? Because you know, as you mentioned, so many episodes. Uh, there's different players, random players that people dig out. So Stephen Gerrard, for some reason, digs out Clinton Morrison. However, so we had a few really good suggestions. Uh, we had South Standrew, uh, one of our Patreon backers, uh, suggested irrash- he had an irrational hatred of Dion Dublin, not because of football reasons, but invested in a flat he rents out in Crawley once he retired and felt overlooked for the homes under the hammer job, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and also hints nicely at this TV career as well. He's What's doing a lot of TV stuff. I think he really wants to be in on that. He really um, does. Adam Farrell says, while at Sheffield Wednesday, Crab, another Sheffield Wednesday story, Crab was always known as the last one on the training pitch until one day Andy Hinchcliffe held his ground and refused to leave. The standoff <laughs> lasted 40 minutes before Crab needed to go for a wee. He's never spoken to Hinchcliffe since then. <laughs> Brilliant. Most impressively, we were sent something by a chap called Chris, the Leeds fan. That's all he wants to be known as. Uh, so Chris thank you for sending these in he starts sending these brilliant messages all about rivals that Andy Crabb could have and he came up with this idea uh, of an ongoing feud with Stuart Ripley <laughs> which uh, he started so he sent us a few messages saying how it started with an off the ball instant he sent us a few more stories and we <laughs> kind of um, ambitiously said to him write the chapter not really expecting him to do it I didn't expect him to do it I feel like about, we should say it right now we it did- was a jokey thing and yep and we weren't expecting a huge amount of work to be put into it. But less than a week later, unbelievable. <laughs> Chris, the Leeds fan, came back to us with a whole chapter for Andy Crabb's autobiography about the Stuart Ripley rivalry. Unbelievable. Incredible. And we'll be reading the chapter in full after the break. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We'll do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do I? your voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marlow. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marlow Show. Joe Marlow Show. 
with new episodes every Wednesday. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Football Book Club, wider reading the Andy Crab special. So before the break, I told you a man known only as Chris from Leeds had written our first ever chapter in the Andy Crab autobiography. Do you want to hear it? Of course I want to hear yeah. it. Is there any music we can play? Is there like some writing music? Some so classical. So here it is. Chris, the Leeds fan with the Ripley chapter. Here we go. March 1997. I'm having a great year at Wednesday. We'd gone to finish seventh, but I always fancied a cup run. Used to watch the cup final build up on telly with my dad and granddad. Brackets. They sent the women out for the day. It was a different time. <laughs> oh God, awful. <laughs> immediately. Awful immediately crab. Very, very football autobiography. So I loved the FA Cup, but never got anywhere near it. Never passed the third round anyway. Naturally, I was buzzing when we beat Port Vale on pens to make the fifth round. Maybe this was my year. 
A few of us hung around after trains watched the draw when from the physio room I heard, hope it's Manchester. I peered round and it was Reggie Blinker. Fucking idiot. You want them to all draw each other? Let the big boys knock themselves out. I need to set them straight as this was the year of the crap. With three games from Wembley, Reg. <laughs> this is the year of the crap. Could be the name of the book. With three games from Wembley, Reg, we want Russian and Diamonds, mate. Even as I said the words, I shuddered at the thought of some non-league set of plumbers knocking us out on live TV. So it was proper chuff to see Blackburn Rovers come out. Mid-table, no shear anymore. That'll do, Reggie, mate. That'll do. Oh, my God. Sorry, that is just such a perfect description. Like an inexplicable rivalry with someone for getting getting angry at someone for for (laughs) suggesting that they could play against Manchester United or City. Great to have a Reggie Blinker rivalry. I mean, there's two rivalries in this then. Before you know it, it's game day. We're away at Blackburn, but we've beaten them already, so I'm confident. Me and Dave Hurst have the Guns and Roses blaring out and we're pumped. Sunny day, big crowd, my element. I remember the opening stages being frantic, tackles flying in, chances all over, but still nil nil at half time. I'm cool, I'm feeling good. Spraying the ball about, nobody's got past me. Dave Pleat knows we're on top and gives the usual, get into them lads, they're now, talk we've heard a hundred times, but he's right. Second half underway and more of the same. Tight game, then it happens. Corner for Blackburn, ready to come in. I'm marking Stuart Ripley at the edge of the box and he bangs into me. Elbow in the gut. Fucking fanny. Not having that. <laughs> so I wall him up, grab his shirt and drag him towards me for a word. Whistle goes, halting play. Ref's seen the commotion. As if by magic, Ripley's on the floor. Oh my is. God. Oh my God. This is so, this is nerve wracking. What's going to happen? R- dramatic music. <laughs> uh, rolling around, grabbing his face. Get up, you fanny. I like, he likes to say fanny, doesn't he? He likes uh, fanny. Fanny is a good, a good. It was a different time. It was a different, was a different time. time. Yeah, that's what Crab loves to say. I laugh as Big Uriah runs up. What's he doing? Why is he patting his pockets? What's in the top one? Why the F is that Uriah Rennie pulling a red card out of his top pocket? Oh You're joking. God. He sent me off. This clown Ripley's got me sent off. I'm fuming. It dawns on me as Big Kenner and Pem start ushering me towards the tunnel. They think I nutted him. I'm ready for war. I'm wanting my teammates all in with me, but they're almost tutting. I know I'm done with Wednesday at this point. More on that later. Oh. Scumbags. I'm off down Love the tunnel. Pleaty wouldn't look at me. I'm chucking everything around the dressing room, and then I hear the crowd. Blackburn has scored. Physio tells me, guess what? It's fucking Ripley curling one in. Game done. Down to 10, out of the cup. Fuck off. <laughs> Still off my head on adrenaline in this new Red Bull drink that had come out. I'm on the... Very nice. Nice little reference to Marcus Hanneman. I'm on the coach home. Didn't say a word to anyone. Reggie tried to have a chat about Jesus, but I told him to F off and sit back next to the driver. <laughs> felt like John Rambo served a massive piece of injustice by corrupt authorities and I was out for revenge. That pretty good so unbe- far. That is unbelievable. So far, there's more. So far, that's halfway through. You excited oh for the next half? Oh my god, that's so good. The line, oh, the line about, um, oh my god, sorry, the line about Reggie <laughs> talking about Jesus and him trying to fuck Incredible. Off. It really is. When I read this, I was like, "This is everything about this." This this feels like this feels like a book we would read. Genuinely. It feels like a book we would read, and it'd probably be a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until the missus read the papers to me the next day that I saw the photo. It was unbelievable. Ripley on the floor, peeking through his fingers at their keeper, and clear as day, winking as Rennie bounded over to send me off. How do you how how do you see a wink on um in photos? Uh you can see you know, a photo. Someone, I guess you know they did it about Ronaldo. Do you remember Ronaldo in the Euros? There was, it, really? it was on the back. It was on the back covers of all the papers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I just I was thinking it would need to be a GIF, but you know, it's a really that's... over the top. Well, I mean, if in I mean, sadly in the in the in that 2002 they didn't have any gifts what if it was the first ever gif <laughs> first ever gif paper? Um, <laughs> just Ronaldo winking over three pages. I remember <laughs> yeah. the headline was called Little Little Winker, wasn't it? Remember that? Yeah, or, or you you winker, you winker or something. Yeah. So there's a lot more to this. It is really brilliant. And as a Crystal Lee's fan, 
then he develops this rivalry with um, Stuart Ripley up to a point where it really, really, really kicks off. Our path okay. did not cross for another three years. I'm now at City, a shambles of a season, and we end up relegated. More on that later. Ripley's <laughs> at Southampton. Unbeknownst to me, he's a benefactor of the children's ward at Manchester Infirmary, the very same place I'm due to take presents in at Christmas in the build-up to our game at Main Road. I've gone to town, Tamagotchis and everything. Spent a fortune, <laughs> but I have to remind myself it's not for me, it's for the kids. And the fans will hear me talking about my good nature on the local radio, maybe even a bit in the papers. <laughs> Always looks good when you're in for a new contract. Oh my god, so, so cynical. cynical. This oh, is great. Awful. So I'm in the children's ward, and yes, in walks Stuart Ripley. Of course he does. He's got a Santa hat on on top of his stupid face, and he's dragging a pallet trophy with a big red sack. Massive it was. The room is full of hospital management types and local press. Then he clocks me. Oh, all right, crabs. Nobody calls me that, except my wife, children, extended family, and teammates. I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby Glass is in there. He's a well-known photographer, one of the first paparazzi types in Manchester who stitch players up on nights out and sell stories to the papers. He's the one behind the Dave Besson Flamingo Club incident, and he's why Carnu can no longer enter South Korea. He's all over Ripley. <laughs> They've set this up, haven't they? They're up to something. They're trying to show me up and want me to smack him in front of poorly kids. Ripley starts dishing out presents to the poor buggers, one by one, with Glass snapping away, and he's pulling out brand new PlayStations. Must have been 30 of them. So generous, you've made my Christmas. The silly twats are falling for it. <laughs> Glass even gets him to climb into one lad's bed, chews and pipes everywhere and gets them to smile. I spot one of the Tamagotchis on the floor amongst the wrapping paper from one of the PlayStations, discarded amongst the old paper. (gasps) That's it. I storm out. Bobby Glass is grinning and he's firing away with the camera. Bet he's loving it. But I'm out of there without causing a scene for the kids. Revenge. Now. No more waiting around for that 50-50 that may never come. I once heard a tale about the crazy gang at Wimbledon, where one of the lads called the coppers saying there was voices coming from one of the players' car boots. Three vans full turned up and smashed it open while he was training. Oh my god. There's my inspiration, but I'll go up a level. I know Ripley's motor. Stands out anywhere. I'll walk past Karma's Carlton Palmer. Rip open. <laughs> what a great line. Karma's Carlton Palmer. Karma's Carlton Palmer. Rip open a Tamagotchi and stick it up his exhaust. Two minutes later, I'm over the road at a payphone. 999, what service? Not sure. Police? Army? I tell them in a Scottish accent. <laughs> I've just seen someone put a suspicious bag in a car boot outside Manchester Infirmary. Yeah, why is sticking out of it? I've walked past it. It sounds like something beeping in there. And I'm off. Scarpered. Long gone. The news that evening was hilarious. Long lens footage of a bomb disposal carrying out a controlled exposure on an orange Porsche, Porsche 911. Even better. Oh, registration R1PPZ. Oh <laughs> my nice. god. So good. Even better. In the background, you can make out Bobby Glass stood there snapping his old mate Ripley, getting carted off by the busies to answer someone comfortable questions some mate you are I fell back on the sofa with Candice <laughs> what a great name for his wife howling it was unfolding on the TV and shouted Tamagotcha dickhead <laughs> oh, chapter title oh my god that is Unfo- one of the greatest things we've ever read incredible unfortunately That's- two weeks later I was traced by CCTV for making the phone box call <laughs> and was sentenced to 200 hours of community service which my agent reckoned cost me any last shout of making the England squad it also <laughs> turned out that Ripley had just donated the Porsche to the children's ward to raffle off for a new dialysis <laughs> machine so the judge wasn't best please shouldn't have winked though Ripley we don't do that in this country <laughs> <laughs> round of applause for Chris the Leeds fan incredible um Chris you could definitely get a job as a uh as a shadow got- like a like a ghostwriter get our job easy yeah you could easily get our job i'm panicked about it i'll be honest that was so good incredible so so good i i mean so guys if anyone wants to write any extended chapters as well please oh. do get in touch there's plenty more of the crab story we don't know there's certainly things we still don't know about you know where's he from what does uh, he look like 
was he was he London? That's true. Yeah, his international career, which was touched upon there. We don't say any of the story, any of them, or any of the stories we've already touched upon, especially the ones you've sent in. Feel free to send us some extended chapters, and we'll read them out on here because we absolutely love it, and we want to put it all together and make this book. Andy Crab oh, deserves so it. Give us some crab. <laughs> Stuff us full of crab. So, a few weeks ago, we introduced a new feature on the show called Moments in Time, where our listeners tell us a football-related moment that shaped their life. Remember Jack and James? We had a listener on called Greg, mm-hmm. who told us uh, the time he saw Martin Keown at Oxford train station. It changed his life. Saw being the operative words. Didn't, didn't meet him. Didn't, didn't meet him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm delighted we're joined today for another Moments in Time, this time courtesy of Ben Miller. Hi, my name's Ben Miller. And I bumped into Matt Letitier coming out of a TGI Fridays. Oh, my word. Wow. Ben, what, what, what happened that fateful day? I mean, that pretty much sums it up. It was a, it was a kind <laughs> of like two, it was a sort of very brief two second like interaction, but it, it really did have quite a profound impact on my life as a Southampton fan. Matt Letitier, absolute hero. I was about 13 mm-hmm. years old. I think it was sort of just after he'd finished playing. And so my immediate reaction when I saw him walking out of, of TGI Fridays was kind of like awe and, you know, a bit nervous. Absolute of course. Hero. But then that sort of quickly changed as I realised he had a sort of fairly, fairly sort of sheepish look on his face. Like he just smashed a ribs and wings combo. Embarrassed about it. I would argue that Matt Lassitier has no shame about the amount of food he eats. Uh, Yeah. We we know this from the podcast, having read his book, where he ate, was it eight? Eight sausage and egg McMuffins. Yeah. And nearly collapsed in training. So the idea that either it would have to be more than so much (laughs) that that pushes him into the shame level. Was there any food left in TGA Fridays when he got in there? (laughs) I mean, knowing what I know now, I definitely would have. I definitely would have spoken to him and asked him what he'd eaten and, and you know, made a big thing about it. But yeah. at the time, bit bit younger, bit sort of didn't have the wherewithal to, to stop him <laughs> and ask him what he'd had. But if, if, was any, yeah. if you could have said anything to Matt, if you had gone up to him and said to him, do, what would you wish you said to him now? Oh God, that's a good question. I, I, I probably would have got him to, to sign whatever I had mm-hmm. on, you know, a TGI Friday's menu. <laughs> I just would have said, look, you know, we're playing five aside next week. Do you fancy it? Oh, okay, that, yeah. That would have been great. It's ages 12 to 16, but you, you know, <laughs> we're probably just about to get away with it. And that was a lovely moment in time from Ben Miller. No worries. Thanks to Ben for getting in touch with his moment in time. Make sure you listen to his podcast he has as well called Ultimate Eleven, where celebrities choose an all-time eleven of their club's cult heroes. It's a great listen. Next week on the show, we're joined by the brilliant broadcaster and star of Social Distance Sports Bar, Steph Guerrero, where we're reading Craig Bellamy's Goodfella. It's, it's quite the book as well. It really is quite the it book. It has. We've mm-hmm. just I've just finished it. Oh boy. Yep. Oh it's, boy, <laughs> it's, it's it's great. And uh, Steph's a brilliant guest. Uh, make sure you check out that podcast. He's it's gonna be great fun doing that. I'm sure. If you've read that book or any book you've read, or if you have any Andy Crab stories, please get in touch. We really want some a- more. As you mentioned, anything around the 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 Manchester Infirmary. Uh, I think <laughs> Any- uh, as many hospital-based stories as we possibly can get. Twitter at Footy Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, or email fbc at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Please send them in there. And I've got a little poll, actually, I'm going to put up because we've got a few suggestions for titles for the book. And I want people to vote on what they think would be the best possible title for our book. So do you want to mm-hmm. hear them? Yes, please. Yes. Okay, first option, Smash and Crab. 
Oh, that's a strong that's a strong start because also I can imagine that that Andy would have been involved in a couple of games where they definitely shouldn't have won. Yes, that I he agree. Would, that he'd be like he'd be sort of like rubbing his nose in it. I imagine it's Smash and Crab colon you know Andy Crab story or something yeah. like Sma- that. I Smash and it. Crab uh, colon I taught the bastards, didn't I? <laughs> that's nice. Um, option number two, clawed one back. Oh, like like a claw. Yeah, like a crab claw. The, the, the problem is the way you said that made it made it sound like a football player. Like, oh, you know, Claude Wombach. Oh, like, like Abby, like, like Abby Wombach's, Abby Wombach's uh, brother. Claude, Claude McAlealy and Abby Wombach. Uh, yeah. if they got married in yeah, Claude Wombach. Claude Wombach. Yeah, sorry, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, well, Claude Wombach is uh, another option. Always sideways. The Andy Crab story. <laughs> See, I had a similar one in mind. Like walking sideways to the top. Okay, that's very good. That's very nice. It doesn't really work. The thing, the but... thing about Always Sideways is it sounds very like... It, he's very aware of how bad he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then we've also got Fishy Tails. Another one we've got. <laughs> Andy Krause, Fishy Tails. And finally, Hucks Through Adversity to Great Heights 2. Is <laughs> the, the other option. Jump on our socials to vote in that poll. We're going to release that today on there. If you do want to hear us chatting about a book and you're not sure what episode to listen to, uh, Jack, you got any suggestions of old Football Book Club episodes? Yeah. You know what? If you really like Football Book Club and you want to go back and listen to a good one, go for the Grant Holt episode because uh, mm. it's cracking. The book's cracking. We all have a great book? time on it. We talk about how uh, Grant Holt talks about his fi- top five uh, chocolate bars and there are some yeah. very rogue entries in there. Mm. And also uh, Tash talks about how she potentially saved Grant Holt's career. Yeah. That like, was, I love it when Tash uh, plays some role in in these books, which happens quite a lot. I wonder what role she can play in Andy Crabb's book. Yeah. She, I mean, I reckon Tash must have saved his career at least a couple of times or ruined it. I can't do it. She probably work out. in the hospital or something. When yeah. But yeah, go, and also we spoke to the author of that book as well in our first wider reading. That's so true, yeah. Sure, yep, go back it's and a really that. good great, It was a really good episode and a great book. Uh, a great man. Great <laughs> so, book, great uh, man. Uh, strange taste in chocolate. Very what strange. And please, if you want to join the book club club, head to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football book club. We're about to go chat for an extra 20 minutes over there. Ooh. This And that'll be out on uh, Wednesday. We're going to release it, I think, over on our Patreon. So you can enjoy that. Make sure you jump on there. Guys, thanks for joining. Any last words? Tamagotchi, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, and James Balgen. It was created by James Bug, and it's a Crowd Network production. The theme music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and is used on a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back next week with our episode on Craig Bellamy's Goodfella featuring Steph Guerrero of Social Distance Sports Bar. Make sure you check it out. We look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.